And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, episode 182 today. Um, week five recap, week six preview, coming off of the league wide bye um, due to Easter. Happy Easter to everyone that celebrates. Um, it was a, I think it was a well needed week off for a lot of teams and honestly just for the league in general. Um, a good good break to get everyone's bodies refreshed, get any injuries out of the way. Um, and I think it's setting up for a great last two weeks of the season. A lot of teams, everyone's still alive currently for the playoffs. Top 10 teams make it. 7, 8, 9, and 10 will play play-in games uh, 9 o'clock in the morning of the first round. Um, I think that with everyone still being alive with just two weeks to go, it makes every matchup that meet matter that much more. Um, just very excited for it. I'm doing a solo pod again tonight. Uh, I tried to scheme something with Suroff or somebody, but wasn't able to get it to go because I'm doing it off voice memos on my phone. But we, regardless, we'll still get a podcast in. I tried to do one last week, just didn't have the time. Um, but let's get it started. Week five felt like an eternity to go forgive me if the recap isn't as good i will try to make the preview better for week six um i watched all these games right after they happened when i put them up on youtube and i haven't watched them since but i remember a decent amount of what happened in each one i'll give out power rankings um and we'll go in depth with kind of what it sets up for the last two weeks all right week five results first game of the day nine o'clock we'll talk about the jaguars versus the niners um jaguars play a really good game offense defense offense and defense can't say special teams uh they played a very good game offensively and defensively their flag point was very good they didn't allow big plays they made Suroff move the ball down the field um beckham with a huge pick six off the line uh the the Jaguars were locked in on this one. They were two and they were two and three coming off of um, three straight losses after two and zero to start the season, and they knew they really needed this one. They came out with fire and energy at nine o'clock in the morning, and they were able to get a dub and s- drop Suroff to three and three. Um, Suroff's offense really wasn't able to get it going. Um, feel like the offensive line didn't do the best job of keeping Suroff protected. Um, they, when they did move the ball down the field, they didn't always convert. Um, yeah, no, I think Trevor played a good game, got everyone involved as he normally does, but, uh, they pulled flags really well. That's what I remember from the film is that they pulled flags really well. They didn't allow any big plays really. And they just made it difficult on Suroff when he had the ball and the Niners have a good defense, but I thought Trevor did a really good job, um, moving the ball with his legs, with his arm, getting, like I said, getting everyone involved. They win this game 25 to 12. Um, improve to three and three in the season and kind of get themselves back on track a little bit after a uh, little mid-season lull. Um, all right, next game, Vikings versus Bills. Vikings win the game 24 to seven to improve to four and three after that game. Uh, we're hitting the groove. We're playing really well. We're playing well on offense and on defense. Uh, just took down a team that was, I think they were top three or four in my power rankings prior to the week. Um, and we handled them, I'm not going to say handle them easily, but 24-7, really never, really never worried in the second half. Uh, we had Zach Shere pick six, Dylan scored, um, 
Pip scored. Pip and Dylan both had huge days. Um, yeah, we're, we're playing well offensively. The trenches are doing a good job protecting me. KT, Malozzi, Anas. Um, and I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about my play right now. So uh, defense is coming well. Defensive line is making uh, is definitely doing a great job getting pressure. Dylan on the defensive line now instead of me letting me play middle linebacker. Changed up some spots, some places that we play. And uh, it's showing in the last three game, those three games. We had only allowed seven points in each game, so uh, we're showing that when we're we're when we got it going, we're a top team in the league for sure. I'm not worried about that. Uh, slow start for us, but um, we're back on track now with four straight wins. Um, as for the Bills, not a good game. Just a lot of drops. Um, they didn't really move the ball that well. Their one touchdown was on a Sobes run where he like where like we missed about four or five flag grabs and he didn't really like do much to do that. But um, yeah, no, they just didn't have a good first game. They weren't awake at nine o'clock. They had a lot of they, I don't know. They just didn't they didn't have it. They would they didn't have a lot of energy. They didn't play up to their full potential in that game. I think if we saw them again, it would be a much better game in terms of just a, a closer score. Um, they weren't fully energized. We could tell, and we we take advantage of that. If if it, we see a team is not where they need to be, we're gonna make sure we we treat them as such. So uh, yeah, good win for us. Twenty four seven final. Not worried about the Bills. Uh, we could talk about their second game now. They beat the Chargers twenty to nineteen. Uh, a couple of crazy call. A couple of crazy plays that didn't go in the favor of the Chargers. That really could have turned this game around. Um, Bills pick up the win 2019. Uh, this is going to be one of the more physical games when you look at the schedule to start the season because you got these line, the lines of the Chargers and the Bills are both massive lines that really want to try to dominate the line of scrimmage to win the football game. Uh, Russo had a nice game. I know he dropped a long touchdown, but yeah, I thought he had a good game. Cam caught a touchdown. Um, Sobes, I believe, ran one in. Uh, they played well enough to win. I'm not going to say they played that great. I don't think either team played that great. Kyle's made some good plays when he when he, uh, when he he had some time to throw. Um, still think we need to get the on the ball more. I think he's just like your most explosive athlete other than yourself in Brazil. And when he gets the ball in his hands, he's very elusive, makes a lot of guys miss. And I think that will just enhance your offense. Still only averaging... Um, still only averaging about 20 points a game. Not saying that's like a bad mark, but like... Most of the teams at the top are averaging 25, 29, 30. And listen, there's all types of ways to win. I just think that um, the offense is going to have to come through for you at some point. Um, I'd like to see Kyle's get into a little bit more of a groove. I think his offensive line does a pretty decent job of protecting him and giving him time to throw. Um, and I think they need to get back to, to running the football, like design runs, really getting Kyle's going uh, on like stretch plays and whatnot, letting him get to the outside and not so... Um, still, I think there's some things they can improve on offensively, but defensively, they're very good. Um, they only allow 16 points a game. And I think that even though they're sitting at three and four after they pick up a win, their second game, we'll talk about later. Um, they're, they're, no, they're, they're a fine team. I had, I was very high on them because I feel I'm a very big proponent of if you can win the line of scrimmage and you can win the game, even if you don't have necessarily, um, the best quarterback or I don't know, best receivers, whatever, you know, I think they have a good quarterback and they also have good receivers. Um, but when the offense is struggling, the, the offensive line can really control a game if, and move the football and kind of just get things going. So, um, offensive line, keep doing your thing. Kyle's going to get, find a groove, I think. And this offense should have, I think, have a good last three games of the season as they head into the playoffs. Um, that does it for that one. Vikings versus Niners. Vikings win forty to thirty-two. Um, 
We were up two scores the majority of the game. Uh, we had two pick sixes. Zach had one. I had one. Dylan and Pip, like I said, had a crazy day. And they scored seven or eight touchdowns between the two of them. Um, like I said, defense didn't play as well as they liked to. I think we fell asleep a little bit in the second half every time we go up by two scores. Um, definitely not a good thing that we get into habits of that because two scores in this league is not really a comfortable lead in any way. So definitely need to improve in that area because we definitely struggle to put teams away at times. Well, good, better teams, I should say, away. And I think we have the capability to do that, but we just need to stay locked in and, you know, just, I don't know, be more aggressive in those situations. Uh, Sarov struggled in this game. Offensive line did not do a great job blocking for him. And their athletes outside of all he late in the game didn't really make a lot of plays. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Um, and I feel like if the Niners are going to get back on track now, 0-2 day, I believe I predicted Niners to go 0-2, even though I didn't truly believe it. But they did go 0-2. Suroff needs to get back in the lab, figure out what's going on, get his team in the best positions to win, um, keep getting all the football, uh, get Bowen more involved. Uh, defense didn't have their best day. Din, Simpkins, letting up a lot of catches. A couple, a bunch of touchdowns, honestly, from what I saw in the film. It's not their best day. It's hard to be great every single time you step on the field. There's going to be days where you don't play your best football. Um, and they just had one of those days going 0-2 in doubleheader and um, not really being in, like, position to win either game. Just, it's not a great feeling, but it's something that I know Suroff will be fine coming back from and kind of just rebounding from in a way that, guys that have been had success in this league do so uh, i'm not worried about the niners but they got to figure it out because three and four sitting at ninth place now in the standings there was um and they got top 10 make the playoffs but only one game they're only one game uh ahead of the cowboys who are two and four sitting at the 11 spot all right uh next game was the steelers versus the oilers oilers had no mikey in this game jarrock stepped in and played quarterback um and honestly i ref this game and the Oilers really fought in this game. Steve Cirillo had an early pick in the red zone. Um, but the Steelers defense just kept, just kept, just keeps coming and coming. And Jarrock had good plays where he made guys miss, but there would just always be someone else there to rally to the football. The Steelers have a really fast defense. They get after the quarterback with the Laguna brothers, Kev Morris, Lebo, um, bunch of sacks for all those guys this season they do a great job collapsing the pocket and forcing you into like tight spaces and making you really operate under uncomfortable situation uh, conditions um the Steelers won this game 26 to 7 I think if you ask them how they they played they'd say they didn't really play very well offensively they moved the ball but didn't execute in the red zone had a uh had an interception oh no that was another game sorry um they had the interception early but they win this game twenty six to seven. But it um it was twenty seven out of no I think it was twenty six something actually. And then Jarrock scored one for one for one got it. Um, I didn't think it was the sharpest game from the Steelers. I thought they missed. I thought Laguna didn't look really like himself. Uh, missing throws. Um, but overall, they they're a team that is so good on so many different levels that even if Laguna, who usually plays amazing football, doesn't play his best day. They're able to win the game with defense. They only allow a touchdown at the very end of the game so that Jarrah can get the donut off the scoreboard. Um, but I'm not worried about the Steelers. They're 7-0. They're, they're the best team in the league right now. They're playing the best football week in and week out. Um, and seven games in, you are who you are, and they are an elite football, elite flag football team in Bear Down. Um, so not worried about them at all, even though they win this game 27. Oilers, not worried about them either. Um Mikey is their quarterback now, and I do think that is going to enhance their offense and also just get him more involved in the game in general. 
Um, energy should be a lot higher for that team. They're a team that definitely can feed off at high energy. They were missing a bunch of guys uh, last week also, I believe. So um, not a game I'm going to really um, uh, judge them on for, but they're a team that they, they're going to muck it up. They're going to they're gonna run the football. They're going to protect, and they're going to get after the quarterback. So Oilers, I like them. They're sitting in sixth place right now, three and three. They got four games left in the season, two doubleheaders. I think they're going to put themselves in good position in the, come playoff time. <sighs> All right. Mm, who's next? Chargers. Chargers beat the Bengals 22-18. to 18. Uh, Sam Allen played. This week, after a two-game hiatus from a shoulder injury, um, he looked all right. the The Chargers do what they do. They do what they always do. They get after the quarterback. They force plays to happen a lot faster than you intend them to do. Sam did at times made guys miss, but a lot of times guys grabbed his flag. A lot of sacks had a lot of going offsides again by the Chargers. The Chargers are a team that do not care if they go offsides. I mean, they obviously care, but they're willing to take some penalties just to let you know, like we're com- we're we're getting after the quarterback. We don't care what the um what the snap count is where eventually you're going to snap the ball and we're going to get after the quarterback. Claude, DeLon, Fumundo do a great job. Ray, they all do a really good job getting after the quarterback. Chargers win this game on defense. They score some touchdown. Uh, Brazil had a long touchdown. They win this game 22 to 18. Um, Kyle's looked much better in this game, a lot more comfortable in the pocket. Um, Bengals had no Marola in this game. Uh, he's been out for a few weeks now. Um, not sure who else they didn't have, but uh, I'm not worried about the Bengals. They sit at now. They picked up a win in their later game, which talk. Well, I'll talk about in a second. Uh, they're three and four. They are sitting in fine spot. They're intent. They're they're in the playoffs as of now, but three and four, and you're sitting. You're sitting right at the playoff line. Not worried. Just you got two games this week against two of my top four, including number one. So. Big week for you guys. I don't want to see three. I don't want to see three and six after this week. But um, they're a team that I think we still haven't seen at full strength. I don't think they've had their te- full team one time this entire season. And I'm not saying that's like an excuse, but that does matter. It is something to note that a team hasn't been full strength since ever. They have not. You haven't had them at full strength. We don't know what this team's full uh, potential can be because they don't all show up every weekend. Um, it sucks that that's the way I hate, I hate that. Like when teams don't, um, have their full team ever even once and we're almost at the end of the season. Uh, hopefully they're going to be a full strength this week. I don't believe they are. Hopefully they are in week seven. Um, but at a certain point you are what you are. And right now they're a team that lacks attendance, uh, usually grinding for seven or eight guys usually have a sub. Um, but Sam is keeping the ship together right now. Hopefully they can pick up a win next week and uh, stay in the playoff picture. All right. Um, other 12 o'clock game was Steelers versus Raiders. This is a really good game. Steelers win this game 20-12. to 12. Raiders were up in this game, I believe, 12-6 at a point. Um, this was a grinded-out game. Laguna throw, like I, I was meant to say before on the other, uh, he threw a pick right at the, in the red zone. That was a drive killer. They had another drive that um, ended with no points that normally the Steelers team ends with points. The Raiders, I think these are the two best defenses in the league. Um, yeah, they've allowed the two least amount of points. They've allowed 94 and 95, respectively. Steelers 94, Raiders 95. Um, 
these are by far the two best defenses in the league, and they showed it because even though these offenses have been able to put up points in this game, offense was at a premium, and defense was what won it for the Steelers. Um, Steelers, like, I, like I've said six weeks so far on this podcast, they have an elite team, top to bottom, no bad players, all guys that understand their role, know what to do, know where to be, and they make plays. So if you're going to beat them, you have to match them play for play, and you have to play really, really good defense. And you probably have to dominate the line of scrimmage. Not dominate the line of scrimmage, but you have to have a lot of plays where you win the line of scrimmage because um, the Steelers are a team where if they're dominating, giving Laguna time to throw, they're impossible. They're going to be impossible to stop. In this game, Ray Cofano was able to really get after uh, Justin, make life, I'm not going to say, it definitely made it more difficult than normal. Um but Justin was still able to find receivers, get guys open, move guy, um, move defenders, made a lot of guys miss as he normally does. I expected him to use his legs a lot more in this game. Used him a decent amount, but just I thought maybe it would be even more. Um, Charlie, Konish, Kev Morris continue to be the three guys that he really goes to. And his brother, who always gets involved in the offense. The Raiders, uh, they had a touchdown called back because Dwan had a foot out of bounds, which great call by me. Um, but then I believe they still scored on that drive. Ace had a long touchdown in this game. And I believe, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how they, I don't remember how they scored. Maybe it was Darryl on their first one. But, um, the Raiders controlled this game for a decent portion. Uh, but Laguna with Laguna and company were able to buckle down on defense. I think allow zero second half points and win this game with a full team effort, 20 to 12. Not worry about the Raiders. They lost. To, it was a one versus two matchup in my power rankings going in this week, and it lived up to the hype. I was very happy watching the game, refing the game that um, that it was it li- that it lived up to the billing because those are two of the more elite teams in the league, um, and I think that they're going to be playing. They could be those could be guys that are playing for it all come later in May. All right, next game was. Bengals versus Dolphins. Bengals win 41-16. Good bounce back for them. Uh, Dolphins just haven't been able to get it going at all defensively. Uh, They allow a lot of long plays. They don't pull flags well. And they allow the quarterback to have time to throw. Team that just hasn't had attendance issues. Guys have just gave gave up. Never showed up to begin with. And it's just been... It's not Negron's fault fully. But uh, fault always falls on the captain and the quarterback. They don't do a great job they don't do a great job um they don't do a great job of um protecting the quarterback so the ground doesn't have a lot of time to throw and it's just it, it's been a, it's been a tough season for them they're sitting now at zero and seven um still alive for the playoffs but have to win all three games and get to three wins and then hope that uh the cowboys and the lions don't win at least three games because they lost to both those teams so they would need a lot of help um, but it's, it's still technically possible. No, it's actually not. No, it is. It is. They'd have to win. Yeah, they just would have to win out and get some help. So, um, come into this week with hunger dog mentality and hopefully Negron can get it going and lead him to some victories. As for the Bengals, Sam played really well in this game. Guys were wide open. Jake had a big game. Keanu, another big, another big day for him. Uh, Continues to be a, the bright spots for these team. Connor, guys play. Uh, no, Connor wasn't. No, Connor was there. Um, I like this Bengals team if they have their full team, 
but they haven't had that yet. So can't really like them that much. They sit at 10th place, 3-4, and four, uh, minus 6-point differential. So basically just your uh, knock-of-the-wood average team. But when you don't have all your guys every week, it is not good. It's not easy to be a very good team if you don't have your guys every week. Like if you notice the teams that are at the top of the standings usually have a full team every week, the Steelers, um, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Raiders. The Raiders always have a full team. So there's a reason why teams are at the top and teams are not at the top. All right, last game of the day was honestly might have been the best game of the day. Chiefs versus Raiders. This was two versus three in the power rankings. Um, Chiefs win this one in a thriller, 31-25. Back and forth offensive battle. Offenses were definitely uh, the the star of the show in this game. Tommy and Chris were lighting it up. Uh, Malik making plays in the second half. Um, made a lot of plays. Darielle made some plays. Hogreef and Tommy were electric. Um, great catch. Great touchdown by Eric Fitzgerald on a 45-yard dime from Tommy. Um, Dwan had a score. DeJour played very well. Um, good battle in the trenches as well between Samarco and um, Ray and um, Cardona. Bubba. It was a good game. It was a really good bear down game. Like I would show someone that if I was trying to show someone like what the league is supposed to look like, like that was a good game. Had its good mix of offense winning the day and defense having their plays. Um, but yeah, uh, it was tied 25-25. And then Malik took a slant for a 35-yard touchdown after an offensive pass interference call, which I do stand by that call. I do believe he got there early and it caused him to uh, get knocked off his route. Um, but... Great game, though. Uh, Raiders had, I think, two chances after that happened to um, win the game, but they just weren't able to do so or tie the game with a chance to win it. Weren't able to do so. Um, last play of the game, I think DeJour threw a like a double pass. was in bad and incomplete. I think Dario got hurt on the last play. Hopefully he's all right. I know Cody got hurt in this game. He was doing a good job guarding Malik in the first half. Um, but... Chiefs always get their offense going for the most part, and I wasn't shocked that they got their offense going in the second half of this one. Chiefs win this game 31-25. to um, They look as good as ever, 5-2. and two. Uh, Second best offense in the league through seven games, averaging 29.5 points, five points less scored in the season than the Steelers. You know. Um, listen, the Steelers, I mean the Chiefs, sorry. Chiefs, really good team. They're going to always play to outscore you because they know they can put points on the board. They just got to learn to get those one or two key stops towards the end of the game in the second half that they can take advantage of and go up by two, three scores, you know? So uh, I like this Chiefs team. I got them high in the power rankings um, most weeks since the beginning of the season. And I like them going forward, as as do I also like the Raiders. I'm not worried that they went 0-2 on the day. But 0-2, played against two top teams, fell short. So Kogar's got to figure it out when he gets plays against the, uh, plays against the top guys in the league. All right, I'm going to give you the standings, and then I'm going to give you my power rankings. The standings, this is the actual standings, how the playoffs are seated currently. Steelers, one. Chiefs, two. Bills, three. Chiefs and Bills are both five and two. Chiefs beat the Bills in week one. Vikings, five and three. Raiders, fifth, four and three. Oilers, um, sixth, three and three. Little correction from the Instagram post. Jaguars, seventh, three and three. Chargers, eighth, three and four. Niners, uh, Niners ninth three and four. Bengals tenth 
three and four. Niners, one uh, a plus one point differential. Bengals minus six. Chargers, 29. Chargers also beat the Niners and the Bengals head-to-head. So that is why the Chargers are the eight. Bengals and the Niners have the point differential over the Bengals. 11th is the Cowboys seeing a two and four. Dan and Arella uh, making his return after the concussion jaw injury he suffered two weeks ago. Uh, Lions, one and five. Got got it going last week. Almost went two and zero. Oh, got predicted um, for a bat, like for a team that's one and five. They only have a minus thirty five point differential. We talked about it. They had two one point losses in the beginning of the season, or a one point loss and a seven point loss. Two games that they could have and maybe should have won. So uh, they got four games left. They got to make it happen. All right, now and Dolphins last zero oh and seven. Um, last uh, now my power rankings. These are how I feel the teams are trending right now. Um, I don't really care about like what happened in week one when talking about these power rankings. So I got the Steelers at one. Um, I do believe they're the best team in the league. They average the most points per game in the league and they allow the least amount of points a game in the league. They have the best point differential and they have beaten the Chiefs who are the second place team, the Vikings who are the fourth place team, the Raiders who are the fifth place team, the Oilers who are the sixth place team. So they've been all the top they've played all the top teams except for the Bills. Um so they don't really got much left to prove. They should go out there and get it done each week now. Uh second team power rankings, Chiefs. They're playing the best football outside of the Steelers right now. They gave the Steelers their best. They gave, them and the Raiders gave the Steelers their best game. But the Steel, the Chiefs were able to really score on the Steelers, which was something that no one had really out, been able to done. I think they scored 36 of the 94 points the Steelers have allowed this season. So just for a little context there. So with the Chiefs, the number two team, I have my I have the Vikings as the number three team. We're five and three. We sit fourth in the standings. Uh, we've gone through our double headers. Uh, we're looking good with two games left. I like I like where the the direction we're trending in. We also just beat the Bills, so I'm not going to put the Bills ahead of us. Bills, I have the, actually I actually have the Raiders at uh, four right now. Two losses last week, but I don't think that's anything to worry about. They lost to the Steelers and Chiefs, who are the two teams top teams in my power rankings, and I think they're the fourth best team in the league right now. They have a game with us in the last week of the season, so that'll be their last test heading into the playoffs. Um, I have the Bills at five, five and two, good spot to be in. Uh, just one game this week for the Bills. Get the job done. You'll uh, probably move up. Oilers, six. They play the Bills and the Dolphins this week. So um, big week for the Oilers. They can make a jump in these power rankings with two wins. Um, ja- I have the Chargers at seven. I have the Jaguars at eight. I have the Niners at nine. I have the Bengals at 10. I have the Lions at 11. I have the Cowboys at 12. And I have the Dolphins at 13. Reason I have the Lions over the Cowboys is because the last time we saw the Lions, they played very well. And they almost went 2 0. The last time we saw the Cowboys, they went 0 2. And Dan was hurt. And they haven't really looked that good offensively in, in a couple weeks now. So I'm a little down on them. So I'm. Challenging them to be much better this week. Got two games, two games in the middle of the day. Hopefully the uh, rain and the bad weather hold off and we can get some good football in. Uh, Why do I have the Chargers over the Jags? I just think the Chargers would beat the Jaguars if they played right now. That's the reason why I have the Chargers over the Jaguars. Jaguars just beat the Niners. I think the Niners would beat the Bengals. Um, All right, so that has for my power rankings. Let's go into a week six uh, preview week six preview. I'm gonna try to um, talk about it as much as I can, but it is getting late and I am very tired. All right, 
First game, 9 o'clock, Steelers versus Bengals. Uh, I'm looking to see if the Bengals' offensive line is going to be able to try to control or uh, relieve Sam from being under as much pressure as everyone else has really been under when they play against the Steelers' defensive line. Um, You would hope if you're the Bengals, you have a good game plan to get the ball out fast. Um, make like your skill guys. You have the, you have very good skill guys. Skill guys that can really make the Steelers defense work. But it's going to come down to the offensive line. Are they going to be able to um, get guys to? Uh, no, sorry, get guys. Give give Sam the time to let guys get open down the field so Sam can make plays with his arm. Um, Sam's going to have to be mobile in this game. He can't underestimate the speed of this D line because they are a very fast D line as well as very strong. So. Um, I think the key to this game is going to be can the Bengals' offensive line slow down the, the 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 best defensive line I think we have in the league right now, and if they can, then they will have a chance to win this game. I'm picking the Steelers in this game. They have not given me a reason to go against them yet, and um, the Bengals I can't imagine are going to show up with a full team. Um, so I can't rely on that. So I don't think they're going to be able to slow down the rush. So I'm taking the Steelers. I think that the only way to beat the Steelers is you have to control, like I said before, you got to control the defensive and offensive line on more plays than, than the Steelers control it. And in those plays that you control it, you have to make things happen. You have to wreak havoc. You have to force uh, incompletions. You have to force turnovers in those plays. And you have to have good red zone defense. And the Bengals have been a pretty good defensive team this year. Um, only allowed 23 points a game. Uh, but... They need to uh they need to uh come this game really ready to play. I know it's a nine o'clock game, so they better get there early and get a good stretch and get ready to go because if they're not ready for the Steelers team, they're gonna blow you up. So I'm taking the Steelers. All right, other game, Lions versus Chiefs, Leota versus Galante. Uh Chiefs are my number two team in the power rankings. I know I just talked about how the Lions you have to make a run. Um the Lions just played the Niners very tough and they beat the Dolphins the last time we saw them. Hopefully the week off gave the Lions a uh little rejuvenation that they needed. Hopefully they, they are there in full strength. I think they need their full team there so that guys aren't forced to play out of position. and They could play guys um, in spots that they have the best chance of succeeding. Like it is with every team that plays the Chiefs, you have to slow down Malik and you have to force Tommy into, into turnovers. Um, Got to get after the quarterback. So the defensive line for the Lions really have to step up. Need Leo to probably play some D-line in this game, force some pressure uh, up the middle in Galante's face and if they're going to do that and Leota gets the ball out fast and plays how he did the last couple the, the last two games he played then I think they're going to have a chance to win this game um I believe the last time Leota and Galante faced off Leota did win I think it was the Georgia Georgia team um versus that West Virginia team that went to the championship but Leota was able to get it done in that game so uh yeah I'm, I'm not going to take the Lions uh they haven't really given me much reason to pick them in these games but um I'm not going to say that they can't win this game. Nine o'clock games are weird. And if they come ready to play and Leota plays a good game like we've seen him do before, it's definitely possible they can win. They're going to have to play a good game on both sides of the ball. Can't You have to limit the big plays by Malik. And you have to force turnovers when you can and force them to go four and out. So taking the Chiefs in this game, I think it's going to be closer than people expect. All right, 10 o'clock Bengals playing in their second game of the doubleheader. Ooh, tough doubleheader versus Steelers and the Raiders. Um... Raiders coming off two losses, going to be very hungry for a win. Um, we already talked about the Bengals. I don't expect them to have a full team, and when that happens, they're going to have to they're going to have their hands full in the Raiders game with their rush as well with Ray, with uh, Brandon, with Cody, maybe uh, Ace, maybe Mark Nicholas. So um, I think this will be a game that the Bengals have a better chance of controlling the line of scrimmage and 
But I think that the Raiders are going to be the hungrier dog, especially with the Bengals playing their second game of a doubleheader after playing the Steelers, who are just a handful to play, especially in the trenches. So sadly, I have to take the Bengals to go 0-2 on this day. I know I said in the recap that I didn't want to see them. I don't I don't want to see them go 0-2, but I just feel like that's the more than likely scenario. But um, listen, teams have pulled up sets before, and I think if they won either game, that would be an upset. Sam has the ability to scheme guys open, but he's find time for himself. But he's going to he's gonna have to do a good job in this game of making time for himself when, if the offensive line breaks down and isn't able to give him the time. Ray has done such a good job this year of causing pressure from any spot in the defensive line. So it's really wherever he thinks he's going to have his best matchup. Um, not sure where he's going to line up, but you got to know where he is. Got to be accounted for when you're playing against the Raiders. The Raiders have one of the best defenses in the league. So if the Bengals come out here and allow 25 points, they are not going to win this game because uh, the Raiders make it really hard on you to score the football. So taking the Raiders, probably going to be something like a 21-7, 26-7, maybe 26-14. That's my prediction for that one. Sam also coming home off of a, off a Europe trip. So... Could be a little jet lagged. Not liking it for the Bengals. All right. 10 o'clock game. Jags versus Lions. Lions playing the second game of their doubleheader. Jags playing the first game of their doubleheader. Um, if the Lions lose the first game, like I predicted, they're going to be a hungry dog in the second game. I'm going to take the Lions to beat the Jaguars in the second game of the doubleheader. Uh, that's no disrespect to Trevor or the Jaguars. I'm just strictly got to pick an upset. I think the Lions are going to figure out figure out a way to win one of these two games. I don't know how, which one or how, but they're going to give themselves a chance going into the last week of the season with two wins. Um, so uh, they're going to find a way to win one of these games. I'm not sure how or what's what, what what's going to happen, but... Uh, if they're going to beat the Jaguars, they got to get pressure and they got to force, uh, they got to be really good flag pullers because Trevor does so the short passes and lets his receivers do a lot of the work. Chris Johnson, Liam Knowles, um, uh, I forgot who else they have, but it's really just the two of them that kind of work that awesome. It's Guzman, um, Beckham. So he gets his line involved. Trevor's done a lot more design running this year. Um, I like that he added that to his game because I think it just helps move the chains and get you into better positions offensively and also helps you in the red zone. So um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, whatchamacallit, there's a lot that would need to happen, I think, for the Lions to win. Not a lot, but I think they would have to be somewhat fresh off their first game um, and really have to give it their all and have a full team. If the Lions have a full team, they're not going to have a chance. So I'm picking them to win because I just think they're going to find a way to win one of these two games. But when the Jaguars potentially win this game, don't come over to me, Jaguars, saying, you picked against us, you picked against us. I'm picking an upset, and you just happen to be the upset. If you win, I will not be shocked in any way, shape, or form. So you can use this motivation as you'd like, but just know that I'm not down on you as a team because I'm picking the Lions. I'm just picking an upset somewhere, and I, think, I, I got faith in my boy Leota. All right. Uh, say, oh, yeah, I forgot. I play the Jaguars. All right. I pick myself against the Jaguars. I think we're rolling. I think we're playing really well. It's always nice to play a team in the second game. They're back-to-back. Um, it's nice for us to only have to worry about one game because we are the only team in the league right now, I think, with eight games played. Um, so it's going to be nice to just have one game and kind of focus just on one opponent. Um, me and Trevor always play great games, so I'm not going to be surprised this come down to last possession. Um, last possession or... Whoever has the ball last wins the game type of thing. So uh should be a very good game. But it, see, here's the thing. I don't think the Jaguars go 0-2 on this day, but obviously I'm going to pick them to lose to me. So, yeah, I picked them to beat the Lions, but 
I don't know. I mean, I picked the Lions to beat them, but I don't know if that's really what's going to happen. So uh, I could be capping a little bit for the uh, for the pod. But I did think that the the Niners were going to go 0-2 last week, and I, and I didn't really believe that when I said it, and it, it ended up being right. So maybe you should be – maybe you should uh, – I'm doing the uh, fade me, fade my actual thoughts. But, yeah, I think that – I think we're playing well right now. I think the Jaguars um, still kind of trying to figure themselves out a little bit right now. They had a good win last week against the Surhoff led Niners, but uh, that was a little. That game was a little personal for Sir, for Trevor. So I think he was very hungry in that game. This game might be personal for him too, especially after what I'm saying about them. So uh, maybe I'm giving them fuel to the fire. But go Vikes, school. All right, uh, eleven o'clock game Raiders second game of their back to back versus the Dolphins. Uh, Hogreaves rolling right now. I like the way he's playing. I know they lost two games last week, but him himself is playing very good football. They're going to run up on the Finns. Finns don't block the uh, protect the quarterback well. They don't get after the quarterback well, and uh, they don't show up with a lot of guys. So I just think it's going to be an uphill battle for the Dolphins. I like the Raiders big in this one. The Raiders have beat every team below them in the standings, and the ones near the bottom they kind of handled easily. And I'm not going to say they uh, absolutely dominated from start to finish against some of these teams, which they did. Um, they just have that energy and that def- they have that energy and like that like passion for playing with each other. So just and they pull flags at a very high level. So um, I'm taking the Raiders in this game big. I'm Dolphins. I hope Negron comes in with some fire. Hope y'all take what I'm saying personally, like Michael Jordan did. And I hope that uh, if anything, just score some fucking points and make this shit a game. Uh, lowest scoring team in the league right now. Uh, need to see the offensive production pick up. Defensively, if you don't pull flags, you don't have a chance in this game because Hogreef is completely okay dumping down and playing the short game and forcing you to pull flags because a lot of times teams won't. Um, the Grand teams have usually been pretty good defensively, but this has not been one of them. But not going to blame that fully on him. He hasn't had a full team any week, I don't think, outside maybe week one. Had the crazy fiasco with Lamar and the, and the knife, whatever, go happen week one. And then really from there on, just hasn't been a great season for them. So uh, I hope they turn it around and they make this this day a, a good good day. Try to go two and zero and keep their playoff hopes alive. But uh, I just don't see it. I'm not going to sugarcoat my words like I did years ago. Don't see it. All right. Uh, next game of the day, eleven o'clock. No, twelve o'clock. Cowboys versus Chargers. Um, kind of make it or break it week for Dan Anarella. Um, came into the league, got off to a hot start, two and two, feeling themselves a little bit after the win against the Jaguars. Uh. But since then, it's been three straight losses. Dan gets hurt. Uh, team wasn't good in their 9 o'clock slots. But this week, they play at 12-1. and one, And they got to come out with a real game plan. They got to pull flags better. And they got to get out to the quarterback. Uh, they haven't done a very good job of sacking the quarterback and forcing quarterbacks into turnovers. And they're going to need to do that in this game. Dan needs to get the offense moving. He needs to run. He needs design runs. And his offensive line needs to do a better job blocking. Uh, I feel like he gets under pressure a lot early in plays, so I'm calling out Swags, Austin, Jason, uh, Jason Ramos. They need to they need to step up their games and play at a high level because I know Dan with his receivers can do that, but they kind of, it's clocks running out. You're sitting on the outside looking in with four games to go, two weeks to play. We got two double headers. Um, I hope you come in with a game plan. I hope you come in ready to play because uh, the Chargers are a fast and physical team, especially on the defense side of the ball. Um, this may be a lower scoring game more so because these teams have struggled to, both teams have struggled to score the ball in this game. But what I will say is that the Chargers are also a short passing, run the ball football team. So if they get 
out in space and you're not pulling flags at a high level, this game could get out of hand. The Chargers did a very good job scoring the ball early in the season, but it's been a little bit of a midseason lull for them scoring the football. So I look for them to get back on track. Their defense plays at a high level and uh, this is going to be a big test for the Cowboys offensive line. They're going to have to really step up and play a game against a defensive line that has Claude, Delon, and uh, Fumundo as well as I know Collis blitzes sometimes. They got Ray DeSant that could play defensive line. So um, I'm taking the Chargers in this game. I think the Chargers are going to win the last scrimmage, and that's going to propel them to win the game. Uh, Cowboys, shut me up. I don't know. I'm a little down on the Cowboys right now. Need them to show up in full force. Need them to play good football and need Dan to get back on track. Uh because I know he's capable, but he has to get it done. Got to hit, start hitting on those deep deep shots. And uh, got to move the ball methodically as well. Got to be able to have both in your game. So taking the Chargers in this one, uh, I think they're the better football team right now. All right, second game of the doubleheader. We got the, sorry, second game at 12 o'clock is Oilers versus Dolphins. Dolphins, second game of doubleheader. Oilers, first game of doubleheader. Uh, I think Oilers will be able to do the same thing as the Raiders, control the line of scrimmage and win the football game, running the ball or throwing the ball. Uh, I think Oilers are going to really good. Yeah, they're going to play very well in this game. I'm not sorry. That was just a mind. I just lost my train of thought. Um, No, I think that the Oilers are going to take care of business in this game. The Finns will be 0-8 and then 0-9 if they lose this game, which would put them out of playoff contention. Um, the Oilers are a really physical team. They have a, a solid offensive line, defensive line combo. Matt Hughes, Caleb, Giroux, uh, Mikey could step in at defensive line if he needed to. Good athletes on the outside. I like this Oilers team. Uh, they got to get two. I think they got to get two wins on this day. They're three and three right now. I think five and three for them would look real, would feel very good as they head into the last week of the season. I got them win this one, moving to four and three. All right, the last games of the day starting at 1 o'clock, hopefully. Uh, Cowboys versus Niners. Cowboys versus Niners. Um, If the Cowboys lose the first game, they're going to have to win the second game. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win this game against the Niners, and here's why. Uh, Niners, I believe, will only have seven guys this week. I believe that Suroff is not playing great football right now. And I think that... uh, defensively, they're not at the level that they need to be at, especially in the secondary. And this is a team that's going to take deep shots and with good receivers. And if you're not ready for it, it's going to be a problem. Bowen's going to have to play a really, really good game in this uh, uh, in this one. Um, I think Simpkins and Simpkins also going to have to be elite because I know Dins is not going to be there. Um, offensive line-wise, I'm not sure what they're going to do because I know J.K. Will is also not going to be there. So... Um, it's going to be, it's going to be an uphill battle for Suroff and the Niners in this one. They're going to have to figure out a way to be creative offensively and defensively, move the football, hit on some deep shots when they can. And this is a little bit of a rivalry. Suroff played fullback, I believe for Dan in high school. Dan was the quarterback. So, uh, I don't think Dan would like it if he lost to both of his, uh, former men out and teammates. I'm taking the Cowboys this one. You're going to hear a little bit of shit talking between Suroff and Dan in this one. Maybe Suroff and, uh, uh, Ponte, um, Maybe Bowen gets into it a little bit. Got the Manalapan boys in this one. I'm taking the Cowboys. Sir, I was probably going to hate hearing this, but uh, I think the Cowboys are another team that find a way to get to one-on-one in the day. And since I picked them to lose the first game, I think they'll have a better chance of winning the second game. And I'm not going to call it a must-win for the Niners, but if they lose this game and fall to three and five, they're on my panic meter. High, nine, a nine. There'll be a nine on the panic meter. They're like a four right now. If they lose this game, they'll be a nine. 
All right, last game. I think it'll be a good one to end the day. Bills versus Oilers. Um, ooh, this is a good game. This is uh, number five versus number six in my power rankings. Really like this matchup. I think um, Oilers will be playing the second game of back-to-back, but uh, Dolphins will be playing their second game of back-to-back, so that game could always end a little earlier. Could be a not-as-hard matchup for the Oilers. But um, this Oilers-Bills game, i probably call it the game of the week um, in terms of standings and what it means for the the league going forward. Um, hmm, this is a really good game. This is Sobes against Mikey. Matchups on the line got Caleb Hughes and Giroux against uh, a Oilers. I'm sorry, Bills line of Rhett and Douglas. Going to be a great game in the trenches. You're going to see a lot of high level play in the trenches. I think. I think uh, quarterbacks are going to have to get rid of the ball a little faster in this game. Um, and I think whichever uh, I'll call it whichever underrated skill position group wins this game is going to win this game. Uh, you got Cirillo, uh, Ryan Bartlett, Jarrock against Mike Russo, Cam Crooms, Joe Denoya, uh, Joe Venti. Um, hmm, who am I going to pick in this game? This is a very good game. I like this game a lot. I'm going to be watching this one. Um, hmm, damn, 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 I really don't know. Um, give me the, give me the Oilers. Give me the Oilers in this game. Bills did not look good last time out. Oilers, um, played well against the Steelers, honestly. So I'm going to take the Oilers. I think they have the better defense right now, and I think the defense is going to help them win this game. Give me Oilers in game of the week, like 20 to 16, 20 to, nah, 20 to 14. Yeah, 20 to 14 final. Give me that. Uh, if Bills win, won't be surprised, but I think the Oilers get this job done. Um, Yeah, that about does it for the pod. I am now laying down for the last 15 minutes of this. So if I sound a little more tired, that is exactly why. Um, I think we are in really good shape going into the last two weeks. I've worked hard on the stats. I've gotten like seven of the 12, 13 teams done. I will try to get them done as soon as I can. Once tax season is over, I am off of work the day after the deadline. I will work as hard as I can that day to get them done. Uh, appreciate y'all working with me this league season during, uh, busiest time in my life, but we continue to move on. So I appreciate you all for listening. Ended up still doing a 46-minute podcast. Pretty decent for me as I am literally falling asleep. Uh, I will see you all at the Blue Turf on Sunday. Week 6 coming up. Peace, everybody.